From the Financial Times in London, I'm Fiona Simon and this is FT News. Early results point to a sweeping opposition victory in Myanmar's historic election held last weekend. The results put Nobel Prize winner Aung San Suu Kyi and her National League for Democracy on course to form the first democratically elected government in 50 years. On the line with me from Yangon is Michael Peel, who's been covering the elections. Hi, Michael. First of all, could you tell us what we know about the results so far? Well, the official results are dribbling out very slowly. It's now more than two days after the polls closed, and we still only have a small proportion of parliamentary seats that have been declared. But what we do have is projections from the National League for Democracy, Aung San Suu Kyi's party, saying that they have won 75% or more of the seats that were in play on Sunday. So a a real landslide that would be if it's true. A couple of caveats, obviously. Uh, Number one, those are party projections with all of the qualifications that come with that. Although it has to be said that there's nothing in the other reporting from around the country that suggests that they're very wrong or that there are large-scale results going against the NLD in some areas that would affect the overall outcome. But the second point is that this isn't a straightforward election where 50% plus one of the seats equals an overall majority in Parliament because the military, as one of the many safeguards it's built into its power in this country, has a reserved 25% of the seats in Parliament So that means that only three quarters of the seats were actually up for grabs on Sunday and therefore the NLD has to win more than two thirds of those seats in order to get an overall majority. That's a high bar, but at the moment it says that it's on course to jump it. How fair were the polls as far as we can tell and what was the atmosphere like during the voting The actual day itself seemed to go reasonably well. There were no reports of large-scale problems of of either violence or or fraud anywhere. Election observers have started to give their verdicts today on the foreign election teams, and they, again, they're consensus seems to be that it was um, it was reasonably well conducted and the NLD uh, also says the same. Again there are caveats. The whole way the election was shaped meant that large numbers of people were disenfranchised. These include hundreds of thousands of Muslim residents of Myanmar who have been long repressed by the government, denied all sorts of civil rights, notably citizenship, voting rights, freedom of movement. So they've been shut out of these elections. There have also been problems with Myanmar nationals overseas, a lot of complaints that, that some of them haven't been able to vote. And there were problems with the voters' register. There were lots of mistakes in the voters' register here, which led to some people being excluded on election day. And the final point of concern that's been raised by the NLD is that they've alleged that there have been some irregularities in advance voting, with advance votes turning up mysteriously in some areas in large numbers after the polls close on election day. Do we know how much power Aung San Suu Kyi and her party are likely to have? And is there a risk that the military junta won't accept the result? In the short term, I think the military and its allies will accept the result. The head of the uh, armed forces has said so. 
also leading members of the ruling party, which is backed by the military. But really, the battle is not today, because it makes no sense strategically for the military to reject this result, because this election is taking place because the military decided that it should take place. Five years ago, almost, it handed power to a quasi-civilian government as part of a uh, process of transition which it decided it needed to make for various reasons, not least that the country had become increasingly isolated, notably because of Western sanctions, and the economy was in deep trouble. So the military decided that they were going to introduce what they styled disciplined democracy, and this is the result. And one of the features of this disciplined democracy is that there are all kinds of safeguards for military power, not just the 25% of seats in Parliament, but military officers will run uh, key ministries, such as the Ministry of the Interior and Defence. They will also dominate a special committee that sits above the government and Parliament and has the power to overrule them and could conceivably be an avenue under which the military could seize back power if it felt it needed to do so. And of course, next door in Thailand, There's an example of a military which did exactly that only 18 months ago. And so the reversals of the positions of those countries, Myanmar along the dictatorship, Thailand supposedly democratic, now they've swung the other way around. But those experiences show that it would be foolish to say that Myanmar couldn't revert back. So I suppose this suggests that the incoming government is going to tread cautiously. What do you think its priorities will be? Well, the NLD's policy platform has been pretty lightly sketched and in these elections, if you talk to voters, I mean, the overwhelming feeling is just that they're very glad to be able to vote for a party and in Aung San Suu Kyi, a person who they see as representing change. If you ask people in more detail, they talk about the things that people care about all over the world. They talk about the economy, they talk about health, education and so forth. The NLD has campaigned with a message of change. It hasn't been an election about detailed policies and and quite understandably so because of the significance of this moment and the significance of having an election at all. The big question will be if, as seems likely, Ms Suu Kyi is armed with a a very powerful mandate that how she will then use that in her dealings with the military. There are obviously two ways that it could go. She could be confrontational and say, look, the people have spoken, you think you can control this transition, but you've got to move faster because that's what people want. Or she could take a more conciliatory approach and try to work at least initially within the limits that she's been given. And uh, at the moment, it's not clear which way she will go, although there are one or two early signs of rebellion against the military's constraints. For example, one of the very important provisions that the military and its allies introduced into the Constitution is that it bars people whose children have foreign passports from becoming president. That rule is widely seen as being aimed at Ms. Suu Kyi because she has two sons who have foreign passports by her late British husband, so she cannot become the president. But she has said that if her party has the majority, then it will have the control over who becomes president. She said that if it's in that position, then um, whoever she chooses will essentially take instructions from her. How much optimism is there in the country? And how long do you think that Aung San Suu Kyi will actually have to affect the kind of change that people are seeking? 
Well, of course, the expectations are massive. And as ever, there's a danger that people will start to get disappointed. The new governments will be faced with a situation where there's an economy which has opened up to quite a large degree compared to um, even five years ago. There's more business activity, both local businesses, uh, Myanmar nationals returning to do business here, some foreign investors coming in. But it's been limited. There was a lot of hype at the time of the transition to the quasi-civilian government that you know this was the next frontier and these were going to be boom years. Growth has forecast eight percent this year and next by the Asian Development Bank. So you know, pretty impressive. But it's not El Dorado, and there are serious problems facing businesses here. Not least the fact that infrastructure is still very, very poor. There are legal uncertainties and, and so forth. But there have been big physical changes, the arrival of mobile phone networks around the country, which really weren't there a couple of years ago. But national institutions have, many of them, have been hollowed out by the military. The education system, the health system are in a very poor state. There's an enormous job of work to be done. Not a lot of money to do it. Myanmar is rich in natural resources, from hydropower to gemstones, but there are huge problems in governing those industries, ranging from tensions over Chinese involvement in vast energy projects to massive smuggling of natural resources, such as jade, over the border to China. So it will be a formidable task that faces the new government and one of the great tasks that Ms. Suu Kyi will face is managing expectations. Thank you very much Michael.